You are listening to the Body Shameless series podcast, episode five. I am your host, Molly Fitzpatrick, a writer, stylist, and graduate student. The Brave series of this podcast features women that have survived severe eating disorders and are now sharing their stories and giving a voice to women in the midst of a body image battle. These women are on a mission to eradicate the stigma associated with eating disorders by creating support communities and using media in a better way to promote a healthy body image. These women talk about the negative impact of media on body image and why this issue matters. This week on the podcast, Iris McAlpin shares her story. It's such a bizarre push-pull that happens where it's like, okay, you're supposed to accept yourself, you're supposed to love your body, but if you actually display that and post an image of yourself and say, you know, I, I feel confident, I feel sexy, I feel beautiful, then people are like, how dare you, you know? Mm-hmm. I think as long as people are insecure on some level, which mm-hmm. mass media definitely perpetuates, you know, I think there's going to be body shaming. You know, I think if someone's really comfortable in their own skin and really happy with who they are and where they are in their life, they're not going to stop what they're doing to make somebody else feel bad. I just don't think that that happens. So I think it really is just a reflection. Like, anytime I see that, to me, it just speaks to the culture that we're in that so many people are, are battling with this. As a survivor of an eating disorder that began at just nine years old, Iris understands the body image struggle firsthand. And with a passion for body positivity, she's now sharing the journey that led her to create the New Humanitarian, a campaign that seeks to put social media in touch with reality. Are you the one in five? The one in five women that flips through a fashion magazine or scrolls through social media, comparing yourself to the images you see? losing some confidence points along the way? If you're nodding or said yes, or even know someone dealing with this, before Iris shares her story, here are three unique pieces of advice she has for you on how women can ignore all that noise and allow themselves to be more body confident. There are a few things that I kind of, I'd say are my go-tos. First one, just staying away from media that's going to trigger negative thoughts. Like, if you're looking at a fashion magazine and you find yourself thinking over and over again, I wish I looked like that, probably not a good use of your time. So, you know, staying away from that. And that can be challenging because you walk down the street and there are billboards everywhere. But um, as much as possible, just not immersing yourself in that. Another one that I've started talking about more recently that, um, that people can be a little bit squirrely about because nudity is so taboo. But honestly, I think spending time naked is really, really healthy. Like if you're home alone and nobody's going to be around, just cultivating that ability to just be comfortable in your own skin or whether it's just sleeping mm-hmm. in the nude or, you know, paying your bills or whatever it is. Learning to, to get comfortable in your own skin, I think, is so incredibly healing for people and something that nobody really talks about, but I think it's incredibly helpful. And the other thing I would say is, being vulnerable enough 
to have candid conversations with the other women in your life. Because I think so often we tend to feel like we're the only one struggling with something or we're the only person who's felt a certain way. And I think the more women open up to each other and have meaningful conversations about these issues, the less alone people will feel. And it's not like you have to go on social media and tell the whole world like I did, but even if you just tell, you know, your three best friends what you're dealing with, um, I think that helps a lot. Iris explained where her story started. She described the simple but careless comments that sparked her mission to achieve perfection and the decade-long journey of her eating disorder. So, um, so I had an eating disorder for over a decade. My body image issue started when I was nine, and um, just you know, a, a comment from a boy in class, and then a comment from my mom, uh, just completely shattered my sense of myself. I, you know, I went around mm-hmm. thinking I was just this, like normal. And actually, I was pretty confident. I kind of thought I was like super awesome, you know, and then all of a sudden I had this like rude awakening that maybe I wasn't as hot as I thought I was. So it kind of began there. And then by the time I was 12, I was starting to diet. And then, you know, as soon as I had success with that and saw that, wow, I can, you know, manipulate my weight, I became hooked on that. And then it just kind of spiraled downward from that Mm -hmm. point on. And then by the time I was 16, I had a a full-fledged eating disorder. And so, you know, obviously I've seen firsthand the damage that a negative body image can have. And, of course, eating disorders are not just about how you look. It's a much more complex system than that. But that is often where it begins. So I'm really on a crusade to not only eradicate the stigma around various mental health issues, including eating disorders, but also, you know, depression, anxiety, et cetera, but also to, you know, spread body positive messages and, and have women learn to love themselves and to take care of themselves. And my slogan is self-care isn't selfish. And I think it's hard for a lot of women to really engage in self-care, but um, we can all learn and practice. Iris is now a writer and mental health advocate. She is the creator of an online course titled Freedom from Food Addiction. Iris also created an Instagram campaign called The New Humanitarian, partly because of the disconnect she noticed between social media and reality. While she had often thought of creating a campaign as a result of her own experience, it wasn't until a chance conversation on an airplane that she found her inspiration. That is something I began in February of 2015, and it's kind of a weird story. I mean, I knew for a while that I wanted to start speaking out about my experiences because I've seen, you know, you you go on social media and people are just posting about everything wonderful in their lives and their fancy vacations and their fancy meals and, you know, Mm -hmm. all this stuff, and there's just, I felt like reality was missing. <laughs> and so I felt like, you know, social media is a perfect platform for me to start talking about my history with depression, with eating disorders. And so I made this sort of resolve that I was going to do this, but I was terrified <laughs> because I, was, mm-hmm. I didn't know how people were going to respond. And 
finally, mm-hmm. I met this guy on an airplane and told him what I was passionate about. And he was like, oh, you need to start an Instagram campaign. Mm-hmm. Um, and, he, and through the course of the two and a half hour flight, he talked me into it. And a few days later, I started it and I was so nervous, but the reception uh-huh. of it has been really great. And really, my my intention was to show that you can't always tell what's going on with somebody. You know, somebody can look like they have their act together. I always was able to fool people, and a lot of people thought I was fine. And you just you never really know what's going on, and there's no shame in in discussing what you're struggling with, and there's no shame mm-hmm. in owning your story. And and so I just you know started talking about my past and also any difficulties that I've had in my present and just being really transparent about what it's like to be a human being with a wide range of emotions and you know some of them are really positive and some of them aren't and that's okay you know you don't have to be happy and smiley all the time. Because of her mission to use social media to promote body positivity I asked Iris what role the media does play in a negative body image and how we can better use media to promote a more positive body image? I think really just purely talking about it is a huge step in the right direction, first and foremost, mm-hmm. because, you know, so many people walk around and just feel like, oh, I'm the only one who's feeling self-conscious or I'm the only one who's worried about, you know, the way my jeans are cutting into my skin or the way this mm-hmm. shirt fits or whatever. It's like, you know, people have their own insecurities and I don't think Because nobody talks about it in normal conversation, people, I think, often feel alone. And so Mm -hmm. using media as a platform to address those things are, um, you know, is a powerful thing. And then also something that I've really struggled with (laughs) is, you know, posting pictures that maybe aren't Mm -hmm. always at the most flattering angle or that don't display your body, you know, looking like a Victoria's Secret model, um, And that can be confronting for me because, you know, that was something that I struggled with for so long was just this, like, drive for perfection, which, of course, doesn't exist. But, um, you know, just allowing yourself to to not be perfect and letting that be okay and not airbrushing everything and, you know, photoshopping Mm -hmm. or whatever it looks like. Um, Being real. (laughs) I think that's really what it is. It's just being real. I mean, I think. Well, Dove was kind of the pioneer. I feel mm-hmm. like they yeah. really took the bull by the horns and kind mm-hmm. of launched that. And I'm seeing such a huge number of companies follow suit. I think the pitfall, though, and what I have been noticing more and more is that it's like real women have curves or, you know, these really plus size models. And it seems to be in fashion right now, you're either like very plus sized or you're like a size zero. And there's not a whole lot of in-between. <laughs> I think there's kind of this backlash, and the backlash should be there. You know, we need to be seeing more full-figured women in the media because, you know, that's important for people to see that not everybody looks like a size zero model. But I think a lot of women sort of in the middle are kind of left wondering, like, okay, I'm not skinny enough to be uh-huh. they're pretty on that end of the spectrum, and I'm not heavy enough to be considered sexy on that end of the spectrum so where do I fall I'm going to be interested to see what happens there Uh, I think some additional inclusion would be nice but um, you know one step at a time I guess finally 
Iris talked about what her journey has taught her so far and why this issue of body image in the media is so important. Really, what it boils down to is that you have to be your own biggest advocate. You have to be your own best friend. And even saying that, it doesn't sound right. It's not that you have to. It's that there's just something so wonderful that becomes available if you do the work it takes to treat yourself the way you would want your best friend to treat you. So it's like, you know, you wouldn't tell your best friend, oh, you look fat in that outfit or like, you know, you shouldn't be wearing that bathing suit, put some clothes on. You wouldn't say that. And so right. it's learning to cultivate that same level of of unconditional love and kindness that you would show your best friend um, is not something that happens overnight. But, mm-hmm. you know, for me, just learning to catch myself when I say self-critical things and really just mm-hmm. look and say, okay, is that adding to my day? Is that making me feel better about who I am? And if the answer mm-hmm. is no, then it's like, okay, let's take two, <laughs> you know? And again, it's, it's not perfect. Striving for perfection mm-hmm. is usually a useless exercise, but um, mm-hmm. but just having that be part of your daily mindfulness practice and drawing your awareness to that, I think, um, mm-hmm. makes a huge difference. And having to learn how to do that um, was not easy, but that, for me, has been probably my biggest takeaway. And, and I would say it's still a work in progress. I don't think you're ever finished completely mm-hmm. with that process. Um, and, and also just, you know, realizing that we're all different and like beauty comes in so many forms and, Mm -hmm. and if we only sort of worship one particular type of beauty, we're missing so much and, um, everyone can be beautiful in their own way because it affects everybody. And, um, this is kind of what my my campaign title, The New Humanitarian, speaks to is that mm-hmm. if it affects one person, it affects all people. We we tend to live inside of this illusion that we're not connected. And maybe, it, you know, it, it can be hard for people to wrap their head around they're connected to somebody across the world. But, you know, if, if something is affecting your neighbor on some level, it affects you. If it's affecting your sister, your mother your cousin, Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter, you know, how closely related they are Um, Mm -hmm. on some level, it affects you. And until we're living in a society where, you know, every single person is, is mentally and emotionally healthy, um, we're all kind of working at some level of handicap. And so I think even if you've never personally experienced body image issues on some level, it does impact you. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so, um, You know, everyone has somebody in their life who is struggling with this. And so bringing that awareness to it makes you a more compassionate friend or or family member or loved Mm -hmm. one. And, um, you know, I really don't think anybody's untouched by this. If you're listening to this, keep talking about it. And if, if you're willing to step outside your comfort zone a little bit and share this type of information with more people and share your experience with more people, these kinds of issues will get resolved more quickly. For more information about Iris, visit irismcalpin.com or follow her Instagram at The New Humanitarian. This podcast is powered by Relatable Magazine, an inclusive magazine and online support community showcasing stories about a variety of women 
that have survived eating disorders, are breaking the boundaries of disability, and have dealt with body shaming. Relatable is passionate about giving a voice to women struggling with body image issues and using media in a new way to represent all body types, promoting body positivity, and giving a voice to the body image issues all women can relate to. Relatable hopes that you will share your voice and tell your story, because beauty is limitless, brave, and body shameless. Thank you for listening. 